Lord Jesus, we come into your presence this morning so humbled, so grateful, so incredibly grateful that you, the eternal Son of God, you left the, the glories of heaven And you came to be with us. And we bow down before you this morning in humble adoration and praise and honor of you. For you deserve every breath that we breathe. You deserve every beat of our heart. We are in all of your glory, your majesty, your splendor. We are in all the the incredible privilege of personal relationship with you. A relationship that is so real and so personal, so alive, so dynamic. We thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us. We recognize that you are here with us now. You are here in this room as though you are present nowhere else, although you exist everywhere at all times. We recognize your presence. We invite your presence and you are present within each one of us. Show us the glory of your presence. Show us the glory of of Emmanuel this morning. Show us your presence. Amen. I don't know about you, but I've had a a wonderful week. Um, I think back to uh, last Sunday. uh, A wonderful service. I hope I don't fall off of this. I'm used to moving around a little bit more than this little space here, but... A wonderful week of, of worship last Sunday and uh, the candlelight service and then the the uh, live manger scene. And I'm sure if you were here for that, you enjoyed that. A wonderful time together and through the week with family and with friends. And yesterday, again, worshiping and joined together yesterday morning. And uh, I'm sure you had a wonderful time with family yesterday as well and with friends We've reflected on uh, the birth of Christ. We've reflected on the the angels coming to Mary and Joseph. We've reflected on the the wise men and the shepherds coming there to worship the infant baby Jesus. For me, the the real wonder, the real wonder and the the glory of Christmas is is kind of summed up in in one verse. It's really summed up even in one word in that verse. Isaiah 7 verse 14, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and will bear a son and she will call his name Emmanuel. God with us. Glorious, almighty, sovereign, righteous, holy, just, perfect, infinite God. With us, with us in person, 
The God of grace and mercy and love and affection with us. It's incredible. Too often we take that for granted. We, we fail to recognize the glory of Emmanuel that, that demonstrates to us that, that God's not an impersonal God that just watches us from a distance. Emmanuel proves to us that God wants a living, dynamic, real, and personal relationship with you and with me. And try and wrap your head around that. The God of all creation, the God of the universe, the God of glory wants a personal relationship with you. And he invites you into a personal relationship with him. And if there's anything that Christmas teaches us, that this prophecy of Emmanuel, God with us, teaches us is that God wants something that's real and personal and dynamic with us. And, and we can find in him and in his presence sheer delight. We can find in him a relationship, a closeness, an intimacy, a friendship, a love that's like no other relationship we encounter here on earth. The glory, the wonder, the, the majesty of Christmas. You know, likely within months, perhaps even weeks of this prophecy of Emmanuel, God gave Isaiah some other truth about Emmanuel. A short time later, an amazing prophecy that gives us fuller understanding. For a child will be born to us. A son will be given to us and the government will rest on his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Here in Isaiah chapter 9, God through Isaiah gives us a, a greater glimpse, perhaps we could say a, a greater unfolding of the glory of Emmanuel, God with us. What does it mean that God is with us? Who is this Emmanuel? Who is this incarnate God, the Son, with man? In some of our translations, this is translated wonderful, counselor, as if they are separate. And in uh, there's some debate about this in the Hebrew and the structure of the Hebrew and the grammar and so forth. It appears that they really should be taken together. And today we're going to look at these four titles of Emmanuel. God with us. Who is he when he is with us? Who does he want to be to us in a close, personal, intimate, dynamic relationship? What does he want to be for you every day of your life? He wants to be for you, wonderful counselor. He wants to be for you personally, in your presence, with you intimately. Your mighty God. He wants to be your everlasting father. He wants to be your prince of peace. We begin by thinking about Emmanuel as our wonderful counselor in the Hebrew this is literally a, a wonder of a counselor, a wonder of a counselor. We'll look at this in reverse order. First, that Jesus is to us in personal relationship, personally for us, our counselor. The idea of this word counselor is uh, partially gives the picture of a king giving advice or counsel or direction to his people, showing them the right way. Showing them the way to go. If you didn't notice in your bulletin, there's some notes for you if you'd like to take notes. If not, that's great. Make a paper airplane out of it later. Have fun. 
But the idea here of, of this counselor for us is one who, who gives us advice, who gives us counsel. It's the one that we go to, to, to help us get out of a jam. The one who can direct us in the, the, the right way to go. The one who helps solve problems. This is Emmanuel telling us what to do, how to handle situations of life, the right decisions, the choices to make. What kind of counselor is he? He is a wonderful counselor. A wonderful counselor. The Hebrew word here speaks of something that is uncommon, something that's extraordinary, something that is beyond our normal experience. That's the kind of counselor, that's the one, the kind of advisor that Emmanuel is. That's the kind of problem solver that Emmanuel is and wants to be for us personally. One writer puts it this way, a phenomenon lying outside the realm of human experience, outside the realm of human explanation is the counsel of Emmanuel, our wonderful counselor. Beyond our capabilities, beyond the, the norm of the counsel, the advice, the direction, the solutions for our problems that we would get from any other human being, the wonderful counselor provides more for us, greater, higher, more glorious and perfect counsel. This means that the counsel, the advice, uh, the wisdom, the problem solving of Emmanuel, it's unique, extraordinary excellent it's exceptional beyond our expectation surpassing all other counsel advice wisdom that we could get isaiah got another glimpse of emmanuel in isaiah chapter 11 he says out of the stump of david's family will go grow a shoot in other words it looks like it's dead it looks like it's been cut down and it's just wasting away and, and it's done over with. But out of this stump of Jesse's root, speaking of, of, of David's line, yes, a, a branch bearing fruit from the old root. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. What kind of spirit? The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. A spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. This is our wonderful counselor. The, the one who, 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 in a sense, as Isaiah pictures it here, comes out of nowhere. And, and provides for us, as Emmanuel, God with us, this exceptional, wonderful spirit of wisdom and understanding and counsel. And so Paul, as he looks at Christ, he says, in him, in Jesus, are hidden all the treasures Look at this. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. What Paul is saying for us here is that Emmanuel, Jesus, the one who, who is here with us, the one who is here with you and desires a personal relationship with you, he is a treasure house of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding that far exceeds anything that you will experience, that you'll get from anyone else. So why do you want to turn to Oprah and Dr. Phil? You know what I'm saying? And so often we turn to the advice and the counsel of man and humanity and we'll listen to the counsel and the advice and we'll turn to the, the best sellers of, of even unbelievers to get our counsel and figure out how to do life. 
When we have Emmanuel with us and within us, the wonderful counselor, the one who was just a treasure store of wisdom and understanding of advice and counsel and problem solving. Whatever situation you face, and I don't know what situations you might face in life. We're all unique. We're all different. We all face different problems. We all have different things we got to deal with every day. Perhaps there's some here today, you got some huge stuff in your life right now that you're dealing with. Huge stuff. Maybe the biggest stuff you've ever faced in your life, you're dealing with it right now. But whatever situation you face, whatever decision you need to make, whatever direction you need, whatever problem you need to solve, Emmanuel is here with us, with you personally, to be your Wonder of a counselor. God came near in the incarnation. That first Christmas, God came near with us so that we might know him up close and personal as our wonderful counselor. In your notes, Emmanuel, incarnate God is with us. To, to personally, intimately, specifically give to us the very best advice for every circumstance that we will face in life. Everyone. Every decision we need to make. Every problem we need to solve. Whatever it is you're trying to figure out right now in your life, whatever direction, whatever decisions, from the little to the big, he is a to you. He wants to be for you, Emmanuel, your wonder of a counselor. What does it mean to really know Emmanuel? Knowing Emmanuel, knowing Jesus means seeking him. Seeking to know his counsel. Seeking to know his wisdom, his direction. With a determination to hear him and to follow his, his counsel in all areas and in all of life. And he says to us, I'm with you. I want to be your wonderful counselor. We need to have a determination to get with him, to listen to him, to seek to know his heart and his wisdom. Emmanuel is to us a wonderful counselor, and he is also mighty God, our, my, personal, mighty God. This word mighty here has kind of three aspects to it, three things that are kind of wrapped into this, this beautiful Hebrew word here. One is the idea of strength. And here Isaiah looks at Emmanuel, it looks at the Messiah, Jesus, as one who is strong, who is really the almighty it also has in this word and in its uses the idea of a valiant warrior. A valiant warrior. The, the one who's victorious in battle. The one who defeats the enemy. And his third, he's a hero. You know, when, when you have a problem, you, you turn to, to the one who can solve it. That's Emmanuel. When you're doing battle... A, a, a king or, or a country will turn to their most valiant, their best soldiers to do battle, won't they? 
In the fiercest battle, you want your best. In the time of Isaiah, they would send out their, their, their fiercest warrior. And that's what he's talking about here. The hero. The one who's proved himself over and over again in battle. He is the almighty God. He is the valiant warrior. He is the hero that you turn to every time. Whenever you're in a bind. Whenever you're in a tough situation. He is with us as our mighty God. He is with us. He wants to be your personal bodyguard. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Most of us aren't wealthy enough or famous enough or whatever you want to say to to think that we'd ever have a personal bodyguard. But we do. Emmanuel is with us. Almighty God is with us to be our valiant warrior, to be our bodyguard. Emmanuel is for us up close and personal to be our unstoppable, valiant warrior and victor over all evil. You know, God knows that as we follow his direction, as we follow Christ as our wonderful counselor, there's going to be times when we're scared to death. Why? Because God's ways are higher than our ways, aren't they? God's infinite in his understanding. God's infinite in his wisdom. God sees the big picture we can't see. God knows what's happening next. And sometimes we're going to be fearful. As we're following God, there's going to be times where we're going to be faced with situations that God will lead us into that we could be scared to death. Look all through the Old Testament. You know, the, the, the number one command in all Scripture is do not be afraid. Repeated more than any other command in all of Scripture is the command. Do not be afraid. Why? Because we're scaredy cats. We're wimps. And why are we? Because we look at what we see around us. We pay attention to our circumstances. People look big and God looks small and we get mixed up. We get our perspective wrong and we take our eyes off of God. So we're prone towards worry, anxiety and fear, aren't we? But listen, listen to the words of Emmanuel found in Isaiah 41. Do not fear. Why? I am with you. Do not fear. Listen, I am Emmanuel. I am with you. Do not fear. You've got me as your valiant protector, your warrior, the almighty one. You have me as your bodyguard. Don't be afraid. I can take them on. I can take on whatever you got to face. Wherever I'm leading you, I'm with you to protect you. Don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't anxiously look about. Don't look at all your circumstances. Don't look at all these big, fierce, growling people around you. Look at me. I am with you. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Righteous, almighty hand. What did Jesus say? Nobody can take you out of my hand. And my father, greater than me, you're in his hand too, and no one can take you out of his hand. You're doubly secure. I'm your bodyguard. I got you. I got your back. We don't understand. We can't figure it out sometimes. We don't know how it would work work out. We're trying our best to follow the wonderful counselor and get his advice and his counsel. 
when I, when I personally, when I intimately know Emmanuel as my mighty God, I'm going to know that he's there to protect me wherever he leads me. He's there to protect me. He's there to be my bodyguard wherever I lead him, wherever I'm led by him. If I follow his direction, if I'm seeking his advice, his counsel, his way of solving my problems, I'm following him in it. He's with me to protect me. When I follow him as my wonderful counselor, when I follow him as my mighty God, I will be confident. I'll be unafraid. Because wherever he leads me, he is with me as my almighty protector. That's Emmanuel. A wonder of a counselor. And when we follow his beautiful, glorious counsel, his advice, that's far beyond anything we can get anywhere else. He goes with us as we follow that to be our protector. There's another reason for our confidence. It's not just because he's a mighty God, but also because he is our everlasting father. The everlasting father here is literally the father of eternity. The word father gives the idea of one who who originates, one who gives birth to. Also, the idea of one who lovingly guides, one who controls all of time and all of history. This, this title of Emmanuel is, is telling us that Emmanuel, God with us, he is the, the creator of time. He himself is the, the source of all time. He's the owner of time. He is the one as a father who lovingly controls and guides time. All of history moves According to God's time, and even here in Emmanuel, we see that it is in God's timing. Paul talks about this in Galatians chapter 4. He says, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. In the fullness of time. The late James Montgomery Boyce describes it this way. The, the time was full because God himself had filled it with meaning. In Daniel, God told him to the day some of the events of Jesus' life, hundreds of years before. Jesus came at just the right time, just the exact specific time that according to the plan and the design of God, the, 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 the father of time was perfect. It's the perfect time. He had it all laid out. Emmanuel is God with us as the father of time. The Emmanuel prophecy, in fact, really all of prophecy teaches that God has a plan for time. He is the father of eternity. Jesus is the father of eternity, the creator of all things. So in Isaiah 46, it says, I am God. There is no other. I'm it. That's it. No need to look elsewhere. I'm it. I am God. There is no other. I am God. There is none like me. And then he kind of gives us uh, uh, what is the chief characteristic or one of the chief characteristics of what it means to be God. He says, I declare the end from the beginning. From ancient times, things that have not been done, saying, my counsel will stand. I will accomplish all my purpose. God's telling us here that he is the one that from the beginning, before time, before he created time, because time didn't exist Before God created it. 
Before time began, God says, I declare the end of it. I got it all worked out. In Acts 17, he tells us that from one man, Adam, he made every nation of men that they should inhabit the whole earth. Now he's talking about the whole human race, the whole of humanity, that from Adam, God created all of us. And then he goes on to tell us that he determined the the times set for them, the exact places they should live. God has a plan. He is Emmanuel, the father of time. And Daniel says, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever. For wisdom and power belong to him. It is he who changes the times, the exact timing of events and the epochs, the time periods of history. He is the one who changes the times and epochs. He removes kings and establishes kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to men of understanding. Here it is, time is created by Emmanuel, God with us. It is guided, it is directed, it is is overseen, or it it is orchestrated by Emmanuel, all according to his divine and perfect plan. God's got a plan. And God's working his plan. We see it in Scripture. We see We can see the end of the story, right? Praise God, we can see the end of the story. That's our hope. We, we know because God has a plan. We know because God is Almighty God. We know because God's in control. So what does this mean for me personally? To know Emmanuel, to know God with me personally and intimately? It means that Emmanuel has a plan. Not just for history, but Emmanuel has a plan for my life. He's got a plan for your life. The, the, the question is whether, whether I will choose to surrender my plans, if I'll surrender my goals to him. If, if I will join him in what he is doing. Or will I seek to follow my own agenda, do my own thing, and, and i got a plan for my life. I've got goals. There's things I want to do, things I want to accomplish. In five years, I want to be here. In ten years, I want to be there. And God bless my plans. I'm not so interested in what your plan is for me. I, I, got, I got the plan. I, uh, you, you don't need to give me... I already got my own. We're straight with the plan part. I got it. All I need for you, God, is to just bless my plan. And, you know, you, you take over and you make all the plans that I've come up with for my stupid brain for my life. And quite frankly, if you're offended by me referring to our brains as stupid, the reality is God's ways are higher than our ways. And our ways are not God's ways. And we can't understand the infinite glorious ways of God. So whatever we come up with is stupid compared to what God comes up with. So why do we choose to follow our own plans instead of submitting to God's plans? Because we're stupid. Including myself in that, so don't be offended. When I know Emmanuel as the father of time, I'm not going to come to him with, with my plans and with, with my agenda and just seeking his blessing. Instead, I will come into his glorious 
presence, Emmanuel, God with me to know how my life fits in with his plan for time in general and for my life specifically. I'm going to come to and say, Emmanuel, you are with me with your glorious plan for all of history. You've got this thing all worked out. You've got the best plan. You can direct my life in the best way. Whatever you want to do with my life, whatever you're doing with my life now, your way is best. I'm just getting rid of all of my own plans. Jesus, just let me know what you want to do. And I'm going to follow you. Because you got this thing all worked out. You're the father of time. Eternity is in your hands. Lord, what am I doing? I want to join you in what you're doing. I want to join you in your grand and glorious story. Let me sum all this up so far with this. Wherever Jesus leads... As our wonderful counselor, he will be there to protect us and to see us through because he's mighty God. And we can be sure that he has an absolutely perfect plan that he's seeing through to completion because he's the father of eternity. Follow him as your wonderful counselor. Know that he goes with you. He's there as your mighty God to protect you, to be your own personal bodyguard. And, and as you follow him and, and, and embrace his plan, he is the father of eternity. He's working it all out. And so you know what that brings for me? It brings me to the place of knowing Emmanuel as my prince of peace. The prince of peace. Shar Shalom. The one prince is the, the owner, the overseer, the administrator, the one who dispenses peace. We got to go through Jesus to get peace. We call it peace. It's some ambiguous thing. It might just be a, a tranquil setting where I'm relaxing, enjoying myself. And perhaps I sense a, 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 an absence of of difficulty of problems of struggles it is that but it's more shalom is is also the presence of harmony the presence of peace it's a place of tranquility in shalom is also joy it's a complete wholeness really this shalom that comes in christ in jesus in emmanuel god with us you know, in the world, personal peace is something that, that people have when there's the absence of difficulties, the absence of conflict and problems. But for us as believers, it's not in the absence of troubles. Jesus says, in this life you will have, yeah, you're going you're gonna to have trouble. How many want to claim that promise of Jesus? In this life, you're going to have trouble. But what does he say? What is the promise he gives? Be of good cheer. Why? Almighty God. You can have peace. The world's falling apart. Everything seems like it's, it's a mess. You're, you're, you're stressed. You're fighting stress. You're fighting the sins of worry, anxiety, and fear. Jesus says, listen, I told you it's going to come. Don't be overwhelmed by it. Don't overcome by it. Be overcome by it. Recognize, realize, I am mighty God. I've already overcome. I've already purchased and paid for the victory. It's done. So you can know peace in that truth. And so Isaiah 26, verses 3 and 4, says, You will keep in 
perfect peace, all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you. All who, who look to you, who focus on you, who, who rest in your presence. Who, who come to the place of knowing you as, as, as the wonder of a counselor, as almighty God, as the father of eternity. All those who come to see you, glorious God of who you are, and fix their thoughts, their hearts, their minds on you, will have peace, perfect peace. You see, when you get into the presence of God, when you really get to see him for who he truly is, it's just like, everything's gone. And nothing else matters. Everything's cool. Everything's great. Because I'm with God and God's with me. What do I got to be afraid of? What do I got to worry about? What do I got to stress over? Knowing Emmanuel... In an intimate, personal relationship means knowing peace. Knowing him up close and personal, knowing him as God with me means knowing peace because you know him as your wonder of a counselor, as your mighty God, as your father of eternity. Let me in closing show you the contrast here of our way and God's way. Following our way and following Emmanuel, living by ourselves and living in close relationship, this this God with us relationship that Emmanuel came to give us. If you're trusting in your own wisdom, following your own plans, facing your problems and your strength, you are going to be running down the road to conflict, anxiety and destruction. That's it. If you go it alone, if you follow your wisdom, if you trust in your abilities and your strength and and your plan, you're just heading for destruction, anxiety, worry, fear. That's it. That's that's where that's taking you. You can go there if you want. But if you seek and you follow the wisdom and the direction of the wonderful counselor, If you trust in the protection of the mighty God and you submit your life to the plan of the Father of Eternity, you will know the quiet rest, the peace, the harmony of the Prince of Peace. So what do you want? Let's pray. Our triune God, we come before you this afternoon affirming, embracing the truths that you are a God of glory and majesty and splendor. You are God over all. There is none like you. You clothed yourself with glorious, brilliant light as with a garment As men through time, through scriptures, have seen you, they've been overwhelmed, struck dumb by your glory and your radiance. And yet all they were seeing was a covering that covered your real glory. We can't even begin to comprehend how great and awesome you are. Your wisdom, your knowledge is is infinite and perfect. You are almighty God, sovereign God over all creation. And time is in your hand.
You've got a plan. Help us to know you, our glorious God, as Emmanuel. God with us. God with me. With me. Personally. Intimately. God, work in our hearts that we would passionately pursue you as our wonderful counselor. Rest and trust in you as our mighty God. The father of eternity. And know the peace that only comes from you. Lord Jesus. Help us to know you as Emmanuel.